0: Welcome to Well Played Podcast, the show on all things playful and joyous in education. I'm your host, Michael Matera, 6th grade teacher, author, and motivational speaker. Today we are chatting with Jason Ashmore. His Twitter handles at Mr., but Mr. spelled out, underscore Ashmore. And we are, like the the whole idea here behind the show is some tips and tricks from another expert. Jason has done gamification for quite some time, but before we dive in... Jason, if you want to give us a brief introduction, tell us a little bit about where you're from and what you teach.
1: All right. I am from uh, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, so uh, one of the most northern major cities in uh, North America. Um, I have been teaching for, oh, this is my 16th year. Um, I have taught a variety of subjects, uh, junior high, elementary, elementary. And uh, spent the last, this is my sixth year in elementary and going into my third year in gamification. So uh, yeah, love it. And uh, it's definitely been a game changer for me in terms of how I teach and deliver lessons to my students.
0: Yeah, so I mean, that's, I mean, Jason really hit right on why I call him an expert. Because anybody that's done gamification for... A longer extended period of time not just a unit but a longer extended period of time you know you're getting now you're clicking over the odometers clicking over to year three that's that puts you in a a rare set of teachers Um, and that's some of the people that I want to have on this show so that we can kind of talk the wide range of people right so we uh, last week's episode was another questions from Paul who's just starting out not only teaching but also just starting out with gamification, and then here on like the other side of the fence, we have Jason, who, who's got experience, and so we want to hear a little bit about your story here. Uh, where, when did you begin gamifying? How did that get rolled out?
1: Um, basically, it began uh, rolling out um, when I was in my third year in elementary. I uh, started looking at the fact that I was teaching. Uh, started basically with grade. Uh, grade 6 social studies in in Alberta the grade 6 curriculum is looking at uh, government um, and looking at local and provincial government here and for a lot of students that's not the most exciting topic and for most teachers it's not the most exciting topic so in order to make it interesting and engaging for myself I was looking for um, things and ways to engage students so I began with reading Teach Like a Pirate by David Burgess, and then that led me into the basically the Pirate series. Um, I pick a lot of books based on cool titles, so the word pirate kind of got me in. So yeah, uh, I read uh, Teach Like a Pirate, I read uh, Play Like a Pirate, and then I got to Explore Like a Pirate, and then that kind of led me into Gamification, and I read another uh, author, uh, Scott Hebert, who is a local uh, guy up here who's written a couple of books. And I've been to a couple of his uh, presentations. And yeah, so it kind of basically snowballed. And I took it and ran with it and kind of gamified just one subject for an entire year. And the students loved it. And they asked when I was going to, if I could do it into other subjects. So the following year, I went uh, all in and went nice. into uh, all, four, all four core areas, which was a lot of work. Um, And then, um, this year I've, I've moved schools, uh, changed grades. So yeah, it's a little bit, even more work because when I gamified grade six, I really knew the curriculum well. So I kind of could build quests and ideas in my, in my head. And now that I'm changing over to a brand new curriculum, I'm starting to think more along the lines of when I'm looking at designing lessons or projects. I'm having that game element in mind. So it's really helped me to expand my own practice and and thoughts in in teaching on how I deliver the content uh, to the students.
0: Yeah, so I I think that brings up a really good point that like for for teachers who are thinking about getting into gamification, if you are somebody that has already a really solid hand on the curriculum, because you've done it now for a couple of years, uh gamification can be nice because you kind of for lack of a better term freed up a little mental space because you're not so pared down with what am i exactly teaching tomorrow Uh, you you can then i think and i don't want to put anybody on the spot but i think you can throttle all of that like mental energy that you now freed up into an engaging like theme that can like wrap around your experience ways to sort of deliver that content in a meaningful and engaging way. Um, but uh, there's a lot of teachers that sort of get to that point and then they, they don't apply that energy towards delivery. Uh, so that's one thing that I hope my book and other books and, you know, sessions and whatever can get teachers to sort of be at, but then you sort of talked about the other side when you switch curriculum uh, or grade levels there's there's a there's a, like a learning curve to that but you've kind of spoke about that in a in a positive as well like now yeah. you're getting a fresh start and you're still like applying that that delivery mentality
1: yeah and i think for i think a lot of people that i've talked to and and i try to when i when i talk to people about gamification because um people began knowing that because i have presented a couple of times within my own district on this and through social media people kind of know who i am so people have been starting to come up to me and ask questions and i think the big thing i always tell them is start small and keep it simple um you don't have to game every time and through every single solitary element um i always like to do things like when i tell people i said it's like a video game when you first get a video game that first opening uh probably 10, 15 minutes. It's just learning how to get your character to do certain things. So it's kind of like tutorials. And so for me, I like the fact that, um, I always tell my students, I said, we're going to tutorial, which is basically for older kids, I would call it like a memory dump. I'm going to basically load you with every piece of content you need to know rather quickly to give you kind of a basics of feeling of, of understanding and okayness bad word okayness um but <laughs> um then what we want to do is once they're through the tutorial then they can start questing and working at their own pace and for me what i like to use the word is preserving the knowledge so in in my game the heroes are there to help um a group of um island my game is called the isles of democrae and so on the isles of democrae Students are in their guilds and they work their way through various islands, helping the islanders uh, overthrow a particular group of people who are trying to suppress them. And so depending on the topic, they come across different characters that they have to help. Sometimes it's children, sometimes it's adults. And so for me, the big thing is. Preserving the knowledge and I remember when I first started doing that word preserve the knowledge and students would come up to me and they'd be like what does that mean preserve the knowledge Mr. Ashmar. and I'm like I don't know what does preserve the knowledge mean and we'd have this whole debate where I would really be very loose and not answering the actual question and so finally students are like just asking if they could do well could I do a video and I'm like sure could I do a poster sure could I do a skit sure could I ask other people to join me in doing this yes you can and before long you go from a teacher who has a project where every student is basically giving you 25 to 30 Google slide presentations to getting 25 to 30 various different levels of projects and the amount of creativity that students want to put into it uh, really it depends on the kids and kids are willing to try things. I had a student one time do a scratch coding uh, game as his way of preserving knowledge about sky science. And I was like, this is phenomenal. So,
0: That's one of the things I love about gamification that I think for people that just sort of read about it on a blog post and then decide whether they want to do gamification or not, this is one of those things they miss. They never dig deep enough to realize, like, gamification, yes, while we often talk about game mechanics and other things like that, What that all translates to in terms of the student is an environment in which they're excited in an environment where they feel connected with their fellow like teammates and an environment which like truly fosters sort of endless creativity and like where the sky's the limit in terms of like what they can and should create because they're no longer pared down to this like grade or like this rubric. It's truly like, I mean, in your story, it like perfectly encapsulated it where kids' light bulbs started going off. Like, can I do this? And I'm sure once they even chose the project of can I do X, yeah, it was still like probably with inside that, it was starting to be like, well, we could add this to it or this would be better or let's try this inside that project. Uh, I think that is probably more than anything what has kept me doing gamification year over year. Like I like the game mechanics and I think it's neat and I think it's fun and it's interesting. But like what I see in terms of the impact on students is so much more than just some points and badges and all this other stuff that I think I wish people would dig just slightly deeper. Cause like, holy cow, what it means in the end
1: is so big. Yeah. And, and for me, I look at, I, as a teacher, yeah, you're teaching for, for the one year but you're also trying to create skills. And to me, the nice thing about gamification is that you're teaching students to work together and to cooperate and to think creatively and not always give the exact same thing. I look at a lot of the um, large major corporations, um, Google, VoxCom, Apple, like a lot of these major corporations now are starting to not really care where you got your university degree from. They want to know, can you think creatively? Can you troubleshoot? Can you work with people and and get along? And to me, that's one of the powerful things about gamification is um, in my game, the students are randomly put into guilds. Um, so they might be in a class where they don't necessarily get along with everybody. And you're in with a group of, of, of students that you have to work with for the entire year and you have to do a variety of different things with that group. You have to sometimes work together. Sometimes you get to work alone and ultimately, you know, you have to do the best that you can to get the job done and, you know, think outside the box. Like, yeah, you could give me a, you know, a Google slide, but that's not the best that's kind of sometimes I consider, a you know, not the best way, but, you know, what are some other more creative ways? And for some students, you know, that's, you know, hard for them to, to think that way. I know uh, one of the things I want to try this year is uh, when my students come across a dragon in the game, I want them to have to create a song or a musical so that they have to uh, sue the savage beast in order to get by them. So I want them to find some kind of curricular connection and, uh, you know, do boat dragons and try to get past the dragons. So hopefully it kind of works. I don't know. We'll see. I think that that's another good
0: example too, where you're just freed up as the teacher to sort of almost try anything because in the context of the storyline, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to write a lyric here. I'm going to try to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to get my like three other, group mates to like sing it with me or whatever do a little barbershop quartet on it or whatever but like exactly. without the context of the game i mean can you picture a teacher saying like ah, i want you to sing a song tomorrow like yeah no. yeah like no 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 like in middle school <laughs> no way but no. you put it in the context of this game like ah, oh, we're gonna like sometimes encounter dragons and then the yeah. only thing we've learned to like calm them down is to sing a little lyric so like yeah Boom. Like now my kids, my middle school, my jaded middle school kids are still going to be like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And it's just crazy how that works. But I also like the, again, that sort of endless creativity. And what I've seen over the years is just this, like you said, uh, the these skills that are truly powerful well beyond the year that you teach the students. Like yeah. I think I have become even a better teacher because I'm giving my students' lifelong skills while teaching social studies, right? But it's yeah. almost these lifelong skills, these creative tasks, these uh collaborations that they have to be in, uh, effective communication skills, independent skills. I mean tons of things in gamification, like they have to sort of figure it out. And like side quests are a great example where like I don't give a rubric and yeah, at yeah. the beginning of the year their side quests are kind of junky cuz like they they don't get that i really want quality so they scribble something quick and hand it in and i don't, and i don't give them any points for it but like this is the power and i love having an episode with somebody that's also like kind of an expert here yeah. that we we see the value of the year long experience because mm-hmm it's it's like anything else, it's coaching, right? and we're coaching kids up in creativity. We're coaching kids up in in grit around creativity. We're coaching kids up in in a collaborative model uh, and and I just see such great gains being a sixth grade teacher, I don't I don't have the magical moment of you know teaching a kid to read like I don't have this yeah. like, you came you couldn't read and now you can like mm-hmm. but since doing gamification i do feel like i have these magical moments like you came in kind of up through the the factory model of school and you were ready to like memorize some stuff and spit it yeah. out at me and at the end of this year a year of concentrating on all this stuff you are forever changed and like
1: that's that's my teach him to read moment and I love it yeah no and like for me it's great because as the teacher like kind of you know you get to control the game it gives you an opportunity to to differentiate for a lot of students you get to decide as you said even with the side quests you know for certain students you know the 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 best for them you know isn't necessarily the best for everybody else but you know you, you help and encourage and you know i get a lot of parents who are like well where's the homework and for me, I'm, I'm not a big proponent of, of the word homework, but for me, I find that uh, magically you can get kids to do the homework when you call it a side quest, additional things. Um, you know, you get them to do homework because they want to finish the quest sooner than somebody else. They're willing to try something at home and work at home, and they start talking about school. Um, you know, my, my oldest daughter just started uh, grade one. And of course, you know, you ask her what she did today and the best thing is recess. And to me, like, you know, like we were talking earlier, like, you know, I was at my uh, my new school um, and they've got, they had a, their open house and a lot of the teachers there were telling me that, you know, you'd only get three or four parents and I got... 12 of my 24 families to come because they want to to see me because they want to know more about the game or they want their kids are so excited to, to show awesome. stuff and like they came into the room and they asked me if they could show them their their guild uh flag and you know uh we've been doing some writing on uh hero backstories and we've been using a program called hero forge uh, to help the students kind of create the visual of what their character would look like. And I had students come in and they're like, Mr. Ashmore, is it okay if I show my parents my my character on Hero Forge? And I'm like, sure, by all means, go ahead. And, you know, parents were just like, oh, I've been hearing about your game. Like, can you tell me a little bit more about it? And, you know, like I've been, because I'm new to the school, I've been really kind of slow playing it a little bit, uh, this year. So, Next week we really get get into it. The kids will receive their their satchels, um, so it's their opportunity to get their. Um, in, in my case, it's a duotang, which will hold their character sheets, their health point tracker, and all their cards. So those are some things that I'm kind of excited about being able to to share with uh, with the kids, and then we get into basically kind of our first. Major, major quest in in language arts. So, what I love about that story about
0: like the back to school night sort of experience is that just again shows how communal we are and how connected they feel in your classroom. That they wanted to not only like show their parents things they, I mean, they really wanted to like, I mean, even like you said, their guild crest or whatever, that's their group's flag. I mean, that's. You know, like that's not even solely their work or their idea, but they were proud of this, this community they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's nothing better than the salesmanship of the child, right? Like you got half your parents to come when that is for your school well above yeah. the average because the student went home, you know, probably day after day, blabbing on and on and on about your game and your experience yeah. and parents are like i gotta check this out like that's that's wild
1: yeah no and i'm and i'm very excited to try um uh my new my new literacy uh station idea so uh for those listeners uh john Meham wrote a book called ed renolin rush and uh it was a, a great read um and it gave me an idea in terms of students um, when you're in literacy uh, stations or any stations for that matter, and you have a time in that station that some students don't need as much time as you give them and others need more time than what you give them. So why not be able to give them choice? So what I did is I took normally what I would do with my literacy stations and I basically decided to assign experience points to those literacy stations and the stations that will take more effort and more time are more experience points and those that are fairly quick and easy are less experience points and then students are going to work their way through the various stations um, over the course of two weeks and if i find that some students are finishing them really good the nice thing is you can add more stations and you don't have to add you know a whole another round you can add one or two in and and get things going and so, yeah, so students will be starting starting that, and the great thing is I put it out on on Twitter, and uh, I've had like three or four teachers uh from various parts of North America ask if if I would be willing to share that uh resource with them and yeah, so I shared it last night, and people are like super excited and excited to see it work with their grade threes or fours or even into uh up into middle school so is
0: can I ask you is the template to be shared is that something that's in google
1: um well i did a google i did it as a google slide um and basically um i just found um i found a picture of an alchemist's um lab and so i started with a picture and that picture led me to my my first kind of quest backstory um, in that hmm. the heroes show up on the island, everything is in devastation, they stumble across a, an older gentleman who can't understand really what's going on or what happened, but he then tells the heroes that there is an alchemist's uh, laboratory that buried deep underground, and so he takes them there, and so the heroes go down into the alchemist's um, uh, laboratory, and the alchemist basically is there to tell them, you know uh kind of you know this is your first opportunity in uh skill so still kind of working on it. I have until I have until Tuesday to to fine-tune my story, but basically it's the stations this time around are more or less to help students become uh better writers. Um, you know, so that they can work on that. So I'm just trying to Would find Would you
0: mind sharing like with this episode, what I can do yeah. is I can put a link to the Google file and you can make a view only so everybody would have to go file copy please do not uh yeah. <laughs> and request access like whenever yes. i share something that's what everybody does request access it's like no you gotta go file copy and you can do whatever yeah. you want with the copy yeah. uh but would you be willing to share that
1: for sure yeah yeah so I-
0: anybody listening to this if you're listening on you know itunes or you know uh spotify or something like that if you jump over to my youtube channel this is episode 128 and in the description below there'll be a link to jason's uh sort of template that you can use and just again go file <laughs> make copy yes you can big, do whatever you...
1: big, big file copy yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah.
0: well thank you for that that's awesome um now i'm curious too like with with you rolling this out and with you being a new school. Uh, some people, you know, like teaching is something that we sometimes have to move and go to a new school, or sometimes we want to try a new grade level. Yeah. When you switch schools, um, were, were you were you at all sort of nervous about this? Might be the end of gamification, you know, for you from um, one experience to the next.
1: Y- yes and no. Um Nervous uh, because, of course, you know when you build a game you get kind of accustomed to the quests every, you know, doing certain things and you want to fine tune And when this year, when I was uh, moving to a new grade, I knew right away, I'd have to redo all of my quests. Um, so all of that would basically have to start, um, from scratch, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes it's good to basically scrap everything and start again. Mm -hmm. Um, but being a more experienced teacher, um, I decided to treat it a little bit more like, um, if you were in a a sports person in free agency, Um, that's how I kind of look at it is I'm a free agent, uh, I'm applying to your school and I know you really want me, but here are my kind of my expectations. So I have an alternative seating arrangement. I don't typically, so however many students I have, I don't have desks for everybody. Um, we get to sit on the floors. We can work in corners. We can kind of do whatever. So when I sat down at the end of the interview and they said, "Do you have any questions?" My questions are: Yes. Can I run my game uh, in my room? And can I have alternative seating? And if the answer is not yes to both, then this thanks, isn't the right one. Thanks. Thanks for the interview, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and uh, and keep doing my thing at my old school. Um, And yeah, sure enough, like for me, my my new administrative team, um, that was the one reason uh, they had uh, hired me. They had heard uh, great things about the stuff that I was uh, doing in my room and the work that was happening with, with the students in my room and how Because of my game, you get I had an increase in attendance at my old school. So all those positive things that we try to work with on, you know, engaging students and wanting them to come to school, um, I was able to accomplish. So I kind of want to continue uh, that that trend. So, yeah. So but, yeah, it is, you know, and I understand like teachers, that's the biggest thing is even if you have an administrative change in your in the school you're Mm -hmm. in, new administration comes in, they might not understand uh what it is and uh, yeah my administrative team is super supportive and the principal even told me that you know she wants m- me to to share uh with the staff and share with her and help her learn more about uh the the power of gamification
0: that's awesome i love it and um, i don't know i hope people take i don't know i hope people take some advice from you i like this idea of having not, for lack of a better term sort of some non-negotiables like you maybe this comes with time of teaching you've taught 16 I've taught a similar amount like you you know what you want and you know where you're going to be most optimal and so yep. to be honest in that interview like these are things that are highly important to me and these are what I value as a teacher and yeah. and put well, those things out there
1: it's the same thing Like I look at it now and go you know I, we no longer have chalkboards in the classroom you know, if you're used to using a certain piece of technology, like a document camera, um, you know, having a class set of Chromebooks, or you know, yeah. like to me, there are certain things that that you now as a teacher need to need to ask for. Like, you know, um, a long time ago, a great saying is, "What's the worst that someone says no?" Yeah. Like, that's the worst thing. Like, you know, I've said it's better to ask uh for forgiveness sometimes and sometimes ask for permission like if the kids are excited and engaged and show up to school and love love your room and love learning i find it hard that any administrator is going to be like no this is a bad idea like that's the number one thing is you you can't teach who's not there so you need to get kids in the door And one of the best ways to do that is to make school not school. Like, I'm very open and honest with my my students. I didn't like school when I was a kid. It didn't work for me. Um, And I ultimately really don't like how some education is run now. I find that we're very institutionalized about certain things. Um, One of the great things is, you know, there's a, you can sometimes find them online, a comparison of school and prison. You know, you have to ask to go to the bathroom. You have to yep. be in a line. You have to be quiet. And for me, that doesn't necessarily work for all kids. You know, like for lots of students that you have in your Hopefully classroom. all
0: kids, it doesn't work going to prison.
1: Yes, yes. Hopefully none of them go to prison. But in terms of um, like talking, like there's lots of students who the reason they talk in class is because they don't have anyone to talk to at home. No one's there to talk to. And, you know, to me, that's what I want. So, you know, some people come into my room and go, Oh, my gosh, what are you doing? How do you handle the chaos? And I'm like, yeah, there's times it's like, Oh, what are we doing? And there's other times where, you know, it's, it's calm, and everyone's working. And, you know, it's really quiet. Other times, it's loud and, and crazy. And, you know, to me, as a teacher, if you're not having fun, it's hard to get kids excited about, you know, learning.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> well, we are already at reflection time.
1: Wow. It does go fast.
0: It does. <laughs> it, it's fun to talk shop, right?
1: Yes. Oh, it is. It is. Yes. My wife tells me that I, I would like to talk, uh, talk shop all the time. And I'm like, well, I said, when you like what you do, it's uh, fun to talk about.
0: You got it. So today, for our reflection time quote, I'm going to do a little something different. We got a quote, uh, but I want to give you like your target audience in which you're responding this quote for. So this one, I want you to think about it just in terms of teachers, not students. Okay. Okay. This quote comes from Ralph Waldo Emerson, and it, it goes it is a happy talent
1: to know how to play. Okay. A happy talent to know how to play. But specifically
0: Um, just for teachers.
1: Specifically for teachers. Um, I think that if you love what you do, it doesn't become so much work as it becomes uh, something you enjoy. And to me... Play is one of those things where if you can incorporate play into every day, then you're going to to love it. You know, um, as an adult, you think back to when are some of the happiest times in your own life or things you enjoy doing. It usually revolves around play Um, as a child growing up into your teenage years, into your young adult playing, interacting and being with other people usually are those times where you're enjoying the most and it's sometimes where you can learn the most is learn through play and experience those elements of excitement and trying something new and willing to take risk um, all for the sake of play.
0: Yeah, I, I love, I mean, this quote obviously would be super easy to answer in terms of students, you know, like it's fun to play and kids learn through play. Yeah. Uh, but like, like so many other quotes, so many other people talk about somehow over life, we become sort of stodgy adults and, you know, we don't play right. And, uh, and I love his, his point here. It's a happy talent and it's yeah. a talent. I think I would love other people to develop. I mean, when we think of any other talent, it's, it's through time and, uh, and effort, that we become better at it and so I don't know I encourage everyone on this podcast to sort of think about how they can start to develop take steps towards developing that happy talent of knowing how to play whether that's playing with your children whether that's playing with uh, your students or to be honest like and I think the pinnacle here is if you can have a playful spirit in your own life like that will translate to having a playful spirit with your own children and uh, your students but like how do you play like personally, you know, so challenge yourself to do that. And I think that it'll trickle down to all, all the other categories of your life. Um, Jason. So uh, thank you so much for coming on to this well-played episode. It was excellent having you. You've been in the XP lab chats for quite some time. It's, it's always been fun seeing you come back to those XP lab chats. Um, Hopefully you'll be able to make it tonight.
1: Yes. (laughs) All the cans on the
0: book. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and everyone else, thank you so much for listening or watching. Uh, again, you can find this episode on my YouTube channel if you want to post a comment uh, about today's episode. We'd love to see it and we'd love to hear from you. As always, everybody, enjoy your week and play on.